0: It may be another break, another boring international weekend without Alvin Action, but there is plenty left to talk about on this week's Baggies Broadcast. Hello, Baggies fans, and welcome to the latest episode of the Baggies broadcast, sponsored by the Kettle and Toaster Man with me, Johnny Drury, and the other man, Mr. Lewis Cox, our Albion expert. And bit of a bit of a weird set today, Coxie. Usually we're, we're always remote, well, mostly remote. I'm usually at home. You're either at home and in the office, but I've come in the office today and you're not here. It's like you don't like me.
1: Enough. I've let you down. Have a nice day. You've I've let me down. There? Yeah, I have. How are you anyway? I'm, I'm, uh, some. Some little things on the agenda today, which which required being Ooh. elsewhere, mate. But um, I'll be I'll your, be related.
0: I'll be related stuff. yes Thanks forward to. Yeah,
1: it is actually. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm planning a a uh, bit of a longer read piece for next week. Um, second week of the break. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, speaking to a few people. Um, but yeah, we we wouldn't know Johnny in regards to your background because you have the the office the, the office setting that is.
0: Is it an office you, or is it you know
1: is it well, a real yeah, is office, it the or, office or is it just yeah. your stock background? Yeah. <laughs> Don't know it has got don't, a very smart mate. office Could be in Wolverhampton. Could be in um, <laughs> In the Welsh Valleys Mate
0: it, it, Could uh... be Could be Could be indeed Right we've got plenty to discuss Even though it, as we said You know We all don't like the, Well I don't like The national break We've got loads to discuss We're going to have a little bit Of a chat about Southampton um, And the return In a week or so's time um, We're going to answer All your questions We've got some fantastic Questions in today And we've also got A few prize giveaways Today with some Very very good prizes So uh Keep listening. It's all towards the end of the podcast and we'll, we'll bring you in information on that. But you first, just want to have a little bit of a chat. Albion fans will have seen him. A lot of them might have listened. We had a, a really good guest episode earlier in the week. We had uh, none of them. Billy Billy Jones joined us on the podcast. Billy Jones, part of um, that team that finished so high up in the... In the... Cox. I'm getting some feedback, mate. Are you,
1: mate? Oh, yeah. mate. No. Let's do a bit of... Um... Just carry on reading from your script. See how it goes.
0: Today we're going to discuss. Yeah, that's better. Right, I'll go from the top of the Billy Jones bit again, and then if it yeah, yeah, try that. Right. Let
1: me know how it is. Right, okay. know.
0: But first of all, Cox, you want to talk about? We had that fantastic guest episode on Monday where we uh, we sat down with Billy Jones. Billy Jones, part of the uh, well, Albion's best Premier League team in the in, well, in the best team in the Premier League era, the side that finished eighth. Um fantastic. We're only really gonna do an hour and we did sort of an hour and a half and, and had a really good chat with him, a lot of Albion chat, a lot of other interesting chat about his, his career path, Coxie. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable, nice and, and finished off with, with the uh, the insight on that fight in the dressing room, which was uh, I thought it was a very good episode.
1: It was quality, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> really good. We've done a few of these, haven't we, Johnny? And it was probably up there, I would say. Um, I think so, yeah. I think I really. Uh, from I, I don't know, from a selfish enjoyment point of view is such great company, wasn't he? And, um, very, if, if, if Albion fans sort of remember him as an understated player, you know, sort of seven out of 10, you know what you're going to get, sort of, you know, not a headline grabber. That's how he is as a guy, isn't it? That's how he is as a bloke. And he's nothing and
0: extravagant, stuff. but interesting, you know, interesting tales and,
1: oh, no, I and mean,
0: of his time at,
1: at Albion. He's, he said, didn't he? And he told us beforehand, you know, he's very, um, not low maintenance, and not that he has a low opinion of himself, but you know, didn't he joke about, um, you know, 200 games until he thought he, you know, yeah. had a chance of having a career. Or him and um, McCauley
0: signing at the same time as Freeze, what I thought was a, was was an interesting point as well.
1: Yeah, not like business um, that is it. Yeah, um, some good
0: with some good free agents. Like,
1: but he was great. Uh, what what a what a lovely guy. You know, just shows in, in football there's some genuine down to earth, lovely people around. You know, those that have been at the top level. And what a career he had! And yeah, he was a great guest, wasn't he? I, we've had some great feedback on that, which is really nice. So I hope people enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, thoroughly enjoyable. If you're listening to this episode and you haven't listened to the Billy Jones episode, it's uh, it's in the back catalogue on you know, available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple. Right, we're going to talk a little bit of Southampton Coxie, we, only only briefly, because we talked a lot about it after the game. You know, we've written a lot about it as well. Um, you know, we had Albion. Oh, I thought Albion were terrific and, and, and arguably could have won the game down there. You know, a lot of positive points. However, my overriding feeling coming over from the St. Mary's is the fact that Lewis Cox basically turned into Greg Wallace off match the chef <laughs> before the game. Now let me give you a little bit of context, Albion fans. So Southampton, we we know we always get fed at grounds. So I'd never been to Southampton before. Ex-Premier League team just come down. You're like, oh, I bet the bet the food's gonna be really, really nice today. As it was transpired, I think it was like pulled pork wedges, mashed, really nice food. All ate. Oh, food's nice, isn't it? Yeah, food's nice. cox's comment was a bit bland, needs a bit more seasoning. And I thought, <laughs> how ungrateful! He turned into all I could see was Greg Wallace on MasterChef critiquing meals. So yeah, oh, you're God, you're Johnny. gonna you're gonna oh, be God. the uh, you're gonna be from now on around the EFL grounds. I'm going to ask for a, a rating and a, and a little bit of a description every single meal yeah. we have now. Yeah, I've got
1: <laughs> I've, I've, I've tipped I've tipped over the, the edge the balance of um of sports reporter to um to, to food critic. Yeah, know, food critic. Knew, um, yeah. Catch me on the next series. Jack of, Masters,
0: of all yeah, trades, Lewis Cox.
1: Man, sports reporter <laughs> and food I'm, I'm so I'm so spoiled at home, um, which is a genuine <laughs> fact. Um, but yeah, I mean that no it, it it was nice. It was fine. Um, I was just giving my opinion as we were having a little bit of a chatter on the way on, weren't we? As, as ironically we pulled into a McDonald's. <laughs> which was which was very tasty, wasn't
0: it? And then he stood at the um, McDonald's counter and told them there wasn't enough seasoning on that as well. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> my wrap was a bit under. Um <laughs> no. Yeah. Always grateful for the hospitality and, and uh as we've now we've said this before, but we shouldn't um it doesn't shouldn't go without saying. Shout out to the chefs and the service at the Hawthorns. Can't, there's no
0: coming back from it, Coxie. No, if, any, if, any Southampton, if any Southampton cooks or chefs, they're not going to be. But if they're listening to this and it gets back to them, I thought it was delightful, to be honest. I, I had no Well, problems, you know,
1: so. the Southampton chefs should have a day shadowing <laughs> the Hawthorns.
0: Well, <laughs> well, there is that. There is that. But there, yeah, there we go. Coxie's, Coxie's morphed into Greg Wallace. But anyway, football chat. Um, Just the thought, it's not really a lot left to say, really, Coxie. You know, we've talked about it. It was... It was just that that fact that out of all the performances before international breaks, this was probably the best one and it should have gathered a, a win. But as it transpires now, before every international break this season, unfortunately, Albion have gone into it on the back of a defeat, which is probably the biggest sickness. It's
1: getting a bit annoying, isn't it, that? A little I bit, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. We were already very, very, very annoyed by international breaks. You know, I've said this before, but September, October, November, really, really? You know. Um so don't think we got know, one till three, March
0: now. Probably. We haven't got one till but, March.
1: Yeah, thank thank the thank Lord, God. honestly. Um <laughs> but but to have gone in, you know, I, I haven't lost too many games this season, have they? they're, they're having a, a decent to good season. You know, good all things considered in context. But to have lost the three of them on the bounce going into the breaks, it's just annoying. Just an annoying for everyone, you know, Carlos, players, fans, us, um, you know, you just you just have to left to sort of dwell on it, aren't you? But the, the good thing is, to be fair to this one, as as you sort of suggested, you know, Albion played well, and there was a lot to take from that. I mean, we wrote, you know, I, f- I felt better after that than than some wins, you know, certainly some draws. So there's yeah. a lot of good to take from it. But you know that <laughs> that wasn't much uh, medicine for for Carlos and the players sat- Saturday night. I would have thought. Um,
0: Do not talk about Carlos's was... reaction as well? Because. Um, you know, we did a we did a brief feel at St Mary's, um, but I thought his reaction sort of spoke volumes. I, I think you asked the question, didn't you? Was it the the best or something like? I'm paraphrasing now, but like the best feeling after a defeat or something because they played so well, and, yeah, and his response was was yeah. Was, was, yeah, yeah. was one of a you know a winner's mentality almost, which I found very impressive. Very well, his, impressive.
1: His, his his comeback, Johnny, that obviously sort of led us to start talking about that, and I saw some some fans online sort of mention it was that. On Saturday evening, I'm sure he feels better about it a few days later I haven't watched the game back, but on Saturday evening he was in no mood to wax lyrical about the performance and be like, oh, you know, played so well, you know, it doesn't really matter what, what happened, we, we can take the performance, you know, all of those cliches. He was, you know, devastated, frankly. He was, you know, frustrated by taking nothing from how how well the player because ultimately it doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't it doesn't matter if you're playing that well and taking nothing. It's it, it can just make it hard to Well you'd to rather
0: take play terrible, ter- you'd rather play terribly and win one 0 than and then lose a game. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, because no you, good, you know, anyway. there's
1: no there's no problem yeah. on the table for performance. No, no, that, no. You, you know. Um so uh, that was that was quite a subtle um I suppose character characteristic behaviourism that just opened yeah you know, a little window into Corbin. That um, I think says a lot about him, really, and about his his mentality and character and how it's of one of a uh, a high level. Um, but just going back to it, you know, what was it before the previous breaks? Huddersfield at home. I mean, the manner of that last minute, you know, the, the home defeat to Huddersfield, and then the the Blues away was the previous one, wasn't it? Which I mean, yes, Albion would. Is Robbed too strong and certainly robbed in point there? Not strong part. enough. Uh, Not strong
0: enough. I wasn't there. Well, exactly,
1: but, but um, you <laughs> know, it's still a three-one. The second half was up and down, whatever. Uh, but yep, yeah, it, it was a, a strong performance, and on another day, merit, you know, merited at least a point. And uh, look, Corbin admitted to me, you know, he said, "Look, I agree with you. I'll watch it back a few times in a couple of days, and I'll feel better about it." But um, yeah, in 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 the cold light of uh, Hampshire on the south coast on Saturday night, he was not impressed. Um, um... But you, you're right, the, the point about the mentality is a good one. And I think it's um, it's a good little anecdote to to sum him up.
0: Yeah, no, it is indeed. Right, we're going to talk, um, we'll try to
1: just talk a little bit about
0: takeover rumours and stuff before we uh, we go on to bring you a bit of competition detail. And then we'll answer all your questions, Baggies fans. We've got some fantastic questions this week um, on this second Baggies broadcast of the week. Coxie, we spoke last time, didn't we? We'd seen all the... the the social media rumours that have been swirling around about, you know, takeovers getting closer and, you know, a sports lawyer being spotted at the game. And then we had sort of links to certain people. Um, We said last time on the podcast that we understood that um, there was two parties, one more interested than the other. Um, That's about as far as we knew last time. Is there any sort of update on this, whether it's edging any closer or what can we we tell Albion fans?
1: Well, yeah, what we said last time, which was probably what a couple of weeks ago, um, roughly, was that my understanding, our understanding at the time, is this is um, the talks are progressing well. This is a very, you know, these are serious contenders, serious players for the purchase of the club, um, and that it's one to be, I would say, quietly optimistic about um, in terms of the purse. Personnel from what what we're led to believe and what we can gather, it's again an optimistic. Situation, and uh, I can sort of glean that there's, as I say, sort of quiet optimism around the club, and and since that, certainly in the last few days, sort of further confident that things are advancing and progressing um, from what we understand in a good place. Now, I think last time we said, you know, these these players are looking at looking at a short time frame. You know, this isn't, from what I understand, a six month job. This is a, you know, a new year be it end of december be it end of jan into feb whatever that that's the kind of remit the ballpark that i'm hearing that, that we understand so you know this this is this group that are um that are advancing with talks that are very much involved you know it's 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 again from what we hear at the time of speaking very much on course to um and it's you know love to be able to say and report more than that at the minute but again it's just it's just Checking, double checking, triple checking all these details and information at the moment, but um, and we'll obviously bring more as soon as we possibly can. Um, but to, to, from what I hear and understand, it sounds, you know, it stands promising and encouraging, and sounds like it's on the right track, the right lines. And yeah, what a what a time and relief it will be if and when it arrives.
0: Yeah, it's, that'll be sort of music to the ears of, of Albion fans. I know we've had a question on it on it today, and, and it's quite right. You know, when things like this happen, there will be a lot of, as fans will see, a lot of rumours and stuff online, which maybe can't be substantiated or stood up, um, etc. etc. cetera. But, Coxley, I've just thought, just popped into my head, that, you know, we're hearing that there is quite optimism, and I think it's quite ironic that it's coming at a time when things are going quite well on the field as well, given the fact that the last yeah. three years, you know, off the field have been... You know, it's been bad news after bad news with loans and lie and whatever. And, and on the field, you know, the demise under Val and then Bruce. And, and and now, just as it's starting to turn, you know, we're hoping, you know, there's not just going to be a, a, a late Christmas present and the return of Daryl DK, but potentially new best prom <laughs> owners as well. Yeah, that's a good little uh, seg- seg- segment you did
1: there. Right, well, well, Off the top of my um, head, that was
0: Baggies fans not written down. I'm glad you're great. impressed, yeah
1: yeah, no, it's 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 a good point, and and just on that, um, my thoughts on it all uh, are very much that look prospective owners will, um, have looked at it, will have talked about it, you know, to themselves, to the club about the fact that they look at the table, look at the manager that's in place, a manager that couldn't be, um, thought any higher of from the club's perspective from, I would say, outside of Albion's perspective in terms of the division, in terms of English football, um, they'll see that, you know, the owners will see there's very much an asset leading the club at the moment and someone who realistically is pushing, you know, Albion prior to this takeover financially are in dire straits, aren't they? Let's have no bones about it. It's, it's yeah, financially it's pretty disastrous territory and yet the, the head coach is doing what he's doing. It's Pretty incredible, as as we've said. Um, Now that I think that'll be looked at, and that'll be a factor. You know that they'll see that things are in place. Should they be able to come in and add some sort of financial stability or general stability, um, hopefully, you know, some funds in time, be obviously next summer or whenever, will clearly be able to to bolster the squad. Another factor I think very relevant is the out of contract players. Next mm-hmm. summer, uh, we all know the need to uh, balance the books, get the get the wage bill down. Um, now, that, that clearly there's a massive opportunity for that next summer. It's a clean, sweet, it's a clean slate, isn't it? Clean, you know, I'm not saying all 12 players out of contract will be let go. Look, some of them here and now absolutely deserve a new deal, don't they? The way they're playing. But you know, in terms of a new ownership coming in, looking at the spreadsheets and the the figures. Yeah, and, and and Carlos will be, you know, clearly very aware of this too. In terms of next summer, the, I suppose the only unknown is what division I'll be in next season. But it's yeah. it's such an opportunity, isn't it, for for new people at the top to almost put their stamp on it right away and get the get the, you know, the, the players that will leave, and there will be, you know, significant exits. You'd say um, it's just good timing. I think it brings it back to what you've just said, Johnny, and and I think they'll look at it in terms of and and in terms of the squad, what they're doing at the minute, not being far off, you know, how, you know, it's not, they're not, they're not taking on an ailing squad, are they, an ailing On that as well, Coxy. You know, this fo- time last year, Johnny, imagine if, yeah. you know, if we were all talking this time last year, the fear would be, you know, staying out of League One, wouldn't oh,
0: Exactly, yeah. And that, that's, that's my thought. You know, you look at clubs, you know, like you said, they're financially die straight off the field. And when you associate that, you look at you look at all the takeovers that Birmingham have, have gone through over the. and I, I know things are looking up at St Andrews now, but when they've been going through, it well. they've been battling relegation, battling admin, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah I know, you laugh there. The results on the pitch aren't obviously aren't going given what's happened, but with Albion, it's very rare that you know. And we're not. you're not saying it's going to happen, but we, you know, from what we're seeing, like you said there, Coxie, it's 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 there's optimism. You know, if mm-hmm. if Albion can get on a you know keep on a good run now over the. Christmas period with all these players that are coming back, which we'll come on to talking about, you know, you're taking over a club which is not a million miles away from the Premier League, which seems mad to say, considering, like you said, this time last season they were battling down the bottom.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Johnny. I mean, for, for my money, I think I said a few weeks back, like, if big if still, Albin can come through this run of fixtures. We spoke about this daunting run of six games, where it was against the top eight or nine or whatever it is. Um, if Alvin can come through that sort of still in and around where they are now, you know, very much on the coattails and touching distance of this six players, I think that'll be there battling for the whole of the season. I do. And that, that might be a bit reactionary, a bit extreme, but look, by the end of this run, we'll be halfway through the season. You know, we'll have played 20 games, 21, 22, and it'll be Christmas. And, you know, I suppose, you know, January is always a factor, isn't it? And, you know, again, there's there's no date. Penciled for takeover or anything like that. You know, if all goes well, it will be sooner rather than later. I've already given some dates there that like I mentioned, but it, yeah, you know, I, I don't see and I've not heard of a world where owners of any wealth, even good wealth, you're know, coming and it's like a, you know, a war chest, like money to spend all of a sudden in the January window. Yeah, you know, it'll be more a case of just managing the squad. You know, and that's the question how we how asked on this fan show the...
0: actually, Coxie. The other way, I I asked it to a fan. I said. You know, is it a case of not? You know, when you get a takeover, I think it's money, 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 money. But we just want an owner to come in and run it properly. Do you know what I mean? Or run it. Oh, it's
1: stability, it's, isn't it? Stability, you know, stability. Yeah, it's, safe, that's the, that's yeah, that's the word. Yeah. Um, um, you know, yeah. not have the club in peril, which obviously, you know, if, if things were to were, you know, continued without, obviously, would the peril would increase. And look, there's obviously the debt situation, isn't there? That the that the new owners will and would inherit you know there's a lot of things to sort I'm before you know whether they even come in, in time for a January window look it might they might they may well not um so the, there's things to sort in terms of January I, I mean I wrote to our people that signed up to our newsletter which if you're not I would encourage you to do so to get uh morning thoughts of Johnny and I uh, I wrote about AFCON this morning didn't I and um that's going to be a problem to be honest for alvin yeah, a problem that there's it's it's they get around it, but if you have AFCON thrown him with a couple of injuries, it's it's going to be a problem. And then, you know, I'd, I, I'd, I don't know for certain one way or the other whether Corbin will have any space to bring anyone in in January, loan, freeze. I, I'd imagine he would. If Albin are in a position to have a go in and around it, I'd imagine, you know, a, a loan could be sanctioned, you know, especially you're talking Grady going away, Shemi Ajayi going could away. it make all the difference
0: as well. Could make all the difference, yeah. couldn't
1: it? I mean, you know, it's it's Diangana going away, if, if Sarmiento's got another couple of knocks which have happened, then all of a sudden, you know, you're in like Tom Fellows being a starter territory, and we all want that, but that's, you know, probably going to be too much to ask of him week in, week out, isn't it? So, yeah, um, but yeah, it's, sorry we've gone off on a tangent, but... um
0: yeah, keep your fingers um, and trots basically, Albion fans. It's looking oh, op- the optimistic thing, and things. You
1: know, every, everything we hear or the, the noise and rumbles we hear, and obviously there are some, you know, a couple of reports doing the rounds or whatever. It's um, it's promising, and um, you know, until we hear otherwise, what well, it, it grows increasingly promising with, with bits we we hear and glean, and yeah, it's been such a long time coming, hasn't it? And um, the the, the feel and mood of the place. Will change when it happens. Obviously, so much is on the identity of this group, clearly, um, and what what they're sort of, I, I guess, what their agendas are and what what they're in it for, what they want to achieve. Um, clearly, that will all come come out in the wash, as and when. But um, but yeah, oh, touch wood, everything crossed. You know, life life after lie. You know, might may not be too far away.
0: That's a good uh, good line to finish that on, Coxie. Right, time for an advert. As always, the Baggies Broadcast is sponsored by the Kettle and Toaster Man, your place to go. Graded product specialist with some fantastic products, fantastic brands over there on Thorns Road in Briley Hill. We're going to continue talking about heating products at the moment because it's bitter at the moment, isn't it, Coxie? I've just been outside our our uh E&S Towers here at, uh, in Wolverhampton and it's pretty nippy out there. It's pretty nippy in here, to be honest, as well. I'll just um, put the heating up before we started. <laughs> I thought you'd have like a heated blank, coxie or sit there in a heated gelay or something. Yeah. Mate. You know, no, you, no, know, yeah. I know, I know, I know how the cold gets to you.
1: Whatever the kettle and toaster to man have got, I'm, <laughs> I'm there. Well,
0: I will tell you what, they have got. They've got a Daiwu 11 fin oil filled radiator for just 38 pound. But that's not just all they've got. They've got some fantastic heating products. They've got Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi controlled radiators, coxie. I don't know I if we we'll got. See. I don't know if we got them over on the Welsh border, but. I'm gonna to have to get <laughs> her onto the Ketland Toaster Man and smuggle one back. Why because they Wi-Fi's look...
1: only just reached Shropshire, to be honest. Hey, steady, steady, sorry, steady. Sorry.
0: <laughs> but yeah, they've got some fantastic products, some fantastic brands. But what they've also got is a fantastic competition for you baggies fans at the moment. The Ketlam Toaster Man is well, there's a, an auction at the moment for a signed Connor Townsend t-shirt they're running this um with all proceeds going to alzheimer's um, alzheimer's uk it's a really really good competition um no purchase necessary. it's a private sealed bid charity auction so all you need to do if you want to get your hands on the collar townsend sign shirt and you want to have a bid and the money's going to a great cause. All you've got to do is visit Ketland Toaster Man headquarters, which is uh, WJB House, Thorns Road, Briley Hill, West Midlands, DY52LD. Go in there to enter with your sealed bid. And I think the bids are, are creeping up at the moment. There's a, I think the Ketland Toaster Man put a, a Facebook social media update out the other day. Um, so the bids aren't creeping Absolutely. up. So if you want to get your hands on that, great, great Christmas present. Fantastic Christmas present. Anyway, the winner is going to be announced on the 18th of December at 4pm. So head over there to uh, to try and get your hands on that. But the Kettle and Toaster man's got a competition, Coxie. And so have we. We're giving away we a couple have. of prizes this we week, have aren't we? We are indeed. So we have got for you, Baggies fans, two free signed copies of the of Brendan Batson's new autobiography the third degree um we're giving away two prize not two prizes to one person obviously book each um but if you want to get in, involved in a chance to, to to get your hands on that book which i can say by the way i've read a good chunk of it now. It is a very, very good read. Some fantastic stories. I'm just, just starting to talk Albion now in the bit that I'm reading, and it is very, very what good.
1: What a story he has to tell. Yeah,
0: it's fa- yeah absolutely fascinating and fantastic. But if you want to get your hands on a copy, um, keep your eyes peeled. Pick up a copy of Tuesday. Where are we today, Coxie? No, what? We're not Tuesday, are we? We're Thursday today. No, we co- Thursday. Pick up a copy of Friday the 17th of November's uh, Express & Start or head to expressandstart.com. There's a story going on there tomorrow regarding the book and Brendan Batten uh, with a little bit of a teaser, a little bit of a question teaser, I think. Is it, Coxie, with a chance to win the win the prize? You know a bit more, don't you? You uh, you come up with the uh, the old question, I think.
1: I did. I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, I hope uh, you haven't made it as hard okay. as one
0: of TJ Smithy's quiz, quiz questions.
1: Well, no, I, now you see, Johnny. The the key, as I've done a few of these over the years, the key to these ah, um, Expresso Star competition giveaways is, is ideally to make the answer as um, easy as possible. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, don't don't fear, Baggies fans. You know, I think you you, you might be able to get it right, um, all being well. Um, yeah, but what a great prize! Yeah, so uh, I mean, make sure you log on and check that out in the morning. That'll be. Up and online from ASAP in the morning, won't it, Johnny? Or you know, it will do. It will, will do. Get on there. in we'll, uh, we'll the pe- paper.
0: We'll be pushing that uh, out on the uh, on the socials in the morning. So yeah, we got two two and signed Yeah, copies, definitely yeah. enter.
1: Great prize. Yeah, signed as well. You know, that's you won't uh, won't come across those very very easily. And um, yeah, what a prize for any Albion fan to have. I mean, even yeah, you know, enter and give it as a Christmas present, like
0: another stocking filler. Yeah. yeah, good idea. Another yeah, stocking
1: filler. I hope I hope you've got your bid in for my um, my Townsend Christmas present, Johnny. And yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: don't worry, don't worry. But <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've got to go. I've uh, got to go down there on the way home to put me uh, me sealed bid in. Anyway, yeah, but no, um, two, on, two, the, uh, on the on the on the bats book just um. So yeah, Baggies fans, the story will be up there tomorrow. Uh, big big thank you to Brendan and to the publishers and to Chris Leckowski for the the signed copies yes. that we're giving away today on the on the Baggies broadcast. So yeah, head over to um. ExpressionsR.com from tomorrow morning and have a look um, and see if you can uh, you can answer Coxie's, uh, Coxie's little teaser. I've got some teasers for Coxie now from West Brom fans. So we've got some fantastic questions in today on a range of different topics. We've answered, I think there was one on the takeover, um, come from Bradley, uh, at Bradley, S-M-Y-J. Um, any potential update on the takeover? So we've already answered that, Bradley. So uh, thanks for your question. Um, I'm going with Happy B. 79. And this is a really good question, Coxie. Um, I know he's a, he's a regular listener. Hi, chaps. There were some disgraceful and unwarranted posts directed at Conor Townsend after the Southampton game. He got me thinking contractually, players are players obliged to fulfill, in inverted of social media duties in the same way as other media? Some like DK and Oki clearly do, others less. So, um, just on the first point, Coxie, I did see this. You know, we said maybe Conor Townsend maybe got sucked in a little bit for the goal. Um, I thought you played actually OK against Southampton. But, yeah, some of the comments. I think you, in answer to the question, I didn't think they were very good comments, but it's like we said all the time, it's social media. People are going to have opinions on stuff. I thought Collar times when he's played this season, he's been done relatively OK. Um, and yeah. if you, you make a mistake in a game, it's going to get punished. But, yeah, I think that's just the beast of social media, other than what you think.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I was sort of... Um... Where are we Sunday day after Southampton? I, I was kind of out of it a bit. I, I wasn't paying too much attention to things on on Sunday. We're basically trying to recover from a God knows how long a day. Probably doing six, food six, reviews seven,
0: of the Sunday there. dinner, weren't you? Saying it wasn't was seasoned <laughs> enough or something. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. That's it, mate. Yeah. Um, no, I, I saw some the bits I did see was, you know, Townsend, the club basically interviewed Townsend after the game, didn't they? And, and local radio did as well, and put it out on Sunday uh, afternoon, maybe. And I noticed also tagged him Townsend's Twitter handle um, in in this. And obviously, I don't, it wasn't a torrent, it wasn't a barrage, but there was quite a few um, replied tweets about obviously Townsend's era. Error, well, error might be a bit strong, yeah. You know, T- Townsend got caught for the, for the goal, I suppose. You know. Armstrong was his man. Um, it's a fair point. He he did, and uh, his mistake wasn't the only mistake, but obviously a, a pretty a pretty key one. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. I, I, I don't know abusing abusing. Sorry, I don't want that to sound strong, but sort of those kind of takes. it's just the way and, it
0: goes in it you don't people don't maybe don't see the bigger picture you know and obviously that is playing no, a big part course. in the game just on that second part coxie i i don't know the answer to this but you know contractually players um, fulfilling social media duties we know yeah. Okai Kushlu is quite active on, on I think Twitter and, and I don't know uh, Dal Dike I think I follow Dal Dike on Instagram so I know he's quite active I don't he think there's a TikTok, a, need he be. likes it he does like a TikTok especially oh, with, no, his, uh, dishwasher, with, his, with his dishwasher detergent from last year as well is yeah. it dishwasher doing his, his clothes yeah. with dishwasher tablets um, I don't think there's obligations there to be perfectly honest there might be media obligations through the club but using social media and stuff like that I yeah. doubt it's an You're obligation right.
1: Yeah, I'm not 100. percent I've not worked for a club, but on I, that as I well,
0: understand. John Swift did the uh, Albion have been doing a very good piece on called the Baggy Boys at the moment on Twitter. Yeah. I don't know if you Albion fans have seen, and John Swift was on it today, and he did say a lot of the Albion players aren't actually on social media because um, I think he said mm-hmm. who's who, the question was who's on social media the much the most. Um, so yeah, I don't. It's a good. It's a really good question, but I don't think I doubt there would be no. It is
1: now, regards like, media obligations that they, they would. You know they can't. It, I, I think if 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 they were asked to do an interview and you know after after a, after a game and they didn't quite fancy it for whatever reason, I, I think that that's fine. You know they're not going to be forced to. Um, however, I, and and again, there are different players. Some are happy to come speak. Some some less so. Some are quiet and and I, I don't think they're ever going to be forced if they feel uncomfortable or don't want to do it. But I, I think there's a general sort of. Expectation might be the wrong word, but that you know, you, you do at least a, a fair share be it one yeah. a season, no, of course. At least, if, if um, in terms of con- contractual, I, I, I don't think it's it's a definite, like I say, there'd, there'd be good reasons why some players don't speak. There's there's a couple of members of the Albion squad who I haven't had the opportunity to speak to yet, and I know people covering the club longer than me haven't possibly not. Um, a couple of quiet players that. You know, th- those are the ones you feel you'd love love to speak to just to know, you know, get to know a bit more about them type thing. And, um, and all being well touched wood, I am hopeful of getting down to the training ground next week to, to have a chat with a player to um, just to break up the international break. So that's always appreciated. Um, but again, it's like anything, you know, player personalities are different. Some fancy it more than others. Uh, so if, if you're a captain or a vice captain, I mean, look at Conor Townsend. He's had the armband for the club, hasn't he? Um, you know, he, he's used to... to coming and speaking out I I think it wasn't referenced in his interview was it I mean I I, I wasn't part of that interview but the sort of his marking for the goal wasn't referenced but I I think it does take some you know it had been easy for him not to do that interview and of course yeah instead he's instead he's he's always very good I I think he's always very good people listening will say like you know it doesn't matter words don't matter you know interviews don't matter it's what you do on a pitch and of course it's um, however, it would have been very easy for him to shirk it and say, yeah. nah, you know, don't fancy it, or send Jed out instead as, as captain or, or whoever. Um, so I think that, yeah, you know, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not sure, just lambasting players yeah. for errors they probably know they've made. It's, it's just, uh, it's it's the, just right the nature thing. of
0: the nature of modern football, but, I think, it's of, social the media. of social
1: media, isn't it? Yeah. And access and all that. And, and you, you mentioned Swift saying that, you know, if you players aren't on it or whatever, um. You can kind of, and not just Albion. This is this is a football-wide thing. You can see why. You can see why. Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Players um, are on it. Absolutely, you can. Uh, but you know, happy that some are, and some are happy to share what they. You know, we saw four of the players out in Dubai golfing, didn't we, on social media? Uh, wish I was there to no be man. honest,
0: mate. Absolutely. Wish I would have, have got the invite. I'd have taken the clubs with me. I'd have been up for that. <laughs> Have been definitely partly
1: and uh, Townsend were, were the four that had gone out there actually. And I know, um, I've seen a post of you, out there with his wife as well. Um, so obviously, we were given a bit of time this week away, they're back in training tomorrow, so that's Friday. They're given you know a little bit of an extended break from core before the madness of you know four unbroken months basically. Um, yeah. so yeah, but yeah, I'd just be you know, we maybe batter players on there. Um, just, I don't know. Yeah, just think. I yeah, think about all the, I don't know, the repercussions of it. How they. Yeah, I think, like you
0: say, there, Cox. It is, it is just the beast of, of social media. Happy being at 79. Thanks for your question. We've got some, some more light-hearted ones um, for you now to lighten the mood. If Carlos gets us promoted, where will the statue be? <laughs> it's an interesting. I don't know, I'd like to put it. In the dugout. Do you know where I'd like to. No, do you know where I'd like to put it? The corner of um, Halfords Lane stand, and then when you swing around to the Smithy End by the gates, there somewhere. Just because I walk, we walk that way from the car park, so I get to see the Carlos statue every time we walk past. Um, from a selfish point of view, um, well,
1: or just stick it, yeah, just stick
0: I'll it, just stick it in know. the middle of the Birmingham <laughs> Road, so everyone sees it as they drive past. You know, use it as a mid- like little round them. little roundabout at the top of Halfords Lane or something. There, that'll be. You could have him
1: pointing. Like what well, you know, and it's like a, a traffic, uh, you know, like a traffic organizer.
0: Yeah. Something
1: um, like, oh, it,
0: well, he's like you could say he's a traffic organizer on the side of the pitch. The, the man's like I, the the calories he must burn out. You know, no wonder he's in good shape. Like Saturday, you to watch him with Russell Martin, and then, like the movements, like is he was like he was like a crab almost side to side. I watched him a few times in the dugout, and it was like and the orders he was barking and pulling people into play. It's like he's kicking the ball as well. Um Yeah, but, no but yeah, maybe one, his, press yeah press. maybe one of his. Yeah, maybe one of his pointing. We got another one for you. I don't know, um,
1: if if, if we if we are uh, erecting a core brand, uh statue uh, when out, if and when I'm in promotion, I suppose uh, it could go next to Megson's that doesn't exist. <laughs> you have a, a belated, uh, you know, if we are drawing comparisons. Um, <laughs> Gre-
0: or stick it in the Greg. Stick it in the Greg's car park or
1: something. The, the um, context is it's it's different, isn't it? But yeah. Um, It'd be
0: a hell of an achievement. I've got another hypothetical question, um, but a good question all the same, from Richard Downing, who has said, if you were the manager of Albion and money was no object, what player would you sign? Now, Cox, i thought of an answer for this. He's, no, he's nowhere near the best player in the world, but I'd just go and sign someone like Ruben Neves just to wind up Wolves. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> it would really, it'd be unbelievable.
1: Um, Sensational. Answer. But the answer
0: we've got from someone on social media, I think is the best answer, Jude Bellingham.
1: Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to disagree with Bellingham, isn't it? It really is. I, um, midfield,
0: midfield trio I, 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 of Bellingham, Ockeye and Moat, or Bellingham, Chalver, and and <laughs> or. Do
1: you know what that's? What a picture that's that is. Exactly what what uh, what Bellingham is missing from his career over there as a, <laughs> a
0: spell at the it, Albion.
1: It, it, well, no, playing alongside Chalaber is, <laughs> is what I was going to say. You know that 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 would really um, elevate his game. Take it, take it to a new level. You know, I, I'm all for Modric and you know Camavinga and all of those guys he's got next to him. But imagine feeding, feeding Maja and and DK and Thomas Asante. You know, that's what he's been dreaming of. That's what he's been dreaming. But I, I, I'd, I'd personally give a shout to to Messi. Look, I know he's about, no, uh, about Messi man, these days, me? but he's, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's still, yeah, in my opinion, he's the greatest. And I, I've been watching this documentary on Apple TV actually uh, this morning and. Yeah, it's just great. Yeah, I, I, I what, what he I did for Inter Miami, I want him to come and do at the Hawthorns. So we'll get a little six months from Jan.
0: We'll give him a, we'll give him a shout. Uh, Matthew Botfield um, has got in touch. a Good question. And um, what are your thoughts on potentially losing um, Cedric Kipra, Shemi Jai, Josh Madger and Grady Dean Garner to the African Cup of Nations in January? Uh, now you've referenced this a little bit earlier, Coxie. Um, and this is the case, you know, we've see, we see clubs up and down the land. Um, we'll get to January and all the Premier League managers all bemoaning the fact that they're going to be losing their best best players. You know, Liverpool, prime example, going to lose the likes of Mo Salah. Um, and, they're, you know, the clubs across the, the top division. Albion, there's four potentially that could go. We obviously know Grady's playing for his country at the moment. Um, Shemi Ajay is a regular for Nigeria. It's an awkward one, Coxie, because you can moan until you're in blue in the face about it, but these are footballers who want to play international football. And in terms of, Oh yeah, you know that's their it's, well, it's it's their Euros, isn't it? You know the yeah You, know, yeah. But you can't you can't yeah. say you know ideally you want these players to stay, but there's nothing you can say. You know they want they're going to represent their country if you were in that boat, but it's going to uh, it's going to be interesting and it's going to be another another big challenge for Carlos and his uh, his staff.
1: That's monumental, yeah. I mean, I think you know we probably answered it uh, near near the top. Yeah, but it's it's a it's a problem, it's an issue, I mean the, the other the, there are two more possibles in Kipra and uh, and Josh Mager as well, I mean Kipra's been involved for the Ivory Coast before hasn't he um, and that's the host nation actually, Ivory Coast um, though he hasn't played for them I think from memory for a, for a number of years um, or been involved, so perhaps that's unlikely, although he is obviously flying at the moment uh, the other one's Josh Mager, who has one Nigeria cap I think, um, but again not, not for a while, so there are two sort of bankers, you would you would think. I mean, and AFCON runs for best part of a month, like just, just shy of a month. And, you know, Nigeria, DR Congo, are either of those going to trouble the final? I don't know. My knowledge isn't probably enough there. But you could see certainly Nigeria making the knockout stages. I don't know about DR Congo. But, look, it's, it's going to be a blow. and going to lose them for, for key games, for a handful of games maybe. And it's going to place more of a strain on a small squad uh, it ties back into what we're talking about, about any possible movement for January. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the head coach will have earmarked. I remember speaking to him about this a, a few months ago, actually, and he told us um, that, look, when Ajayi goes, which is, you know, he will go bar an injury, won't he, Ajayi? And um, he talked, to, he spoke about Caleb Taylor, you know, we're part of the reason of keeping Taylor around and not loaning him out is that you know, he's been in the match day squads, but very much with that in mind, you know, when January yeah. comes, he's going to be a, a very real option. And you never know, there could be a Bartley injury, couldn't there? There could be a Kip or a Peters injury or or any of that. So, you know, it could very much be Caleb's time. And, and look at Fellows as well in the D and Garner role. You know, he's, he's already had his moments, hasn't he, this season, Fellows? And they could very much be, be coming in in Jan. I saw a lot of interesting debate around socials yesterday, actually, about, you know, whether, you know, about, oh, it'll be Sarmiento's time to shine. And I saw a lot of baggies saying, well, won't it be Fellows' time to shine? You Yeah. Know? Our, our player our academy graduate rather than a lone player but the reality is look if and when Grady goes both will be needed um and yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be tricky it's gonna be tricky to get a, a, both. both of those are pretty important players aren't they at the moment Certainly one yeah. in the side um and back near his best isn't he and great timing for him for this competition and I mean Dean Garner, Dean garner's future. Full stop is an interesting debate for another day, isn't it? We, we're well aware of the interest over the summer. Nothing materialised, obviously, but his form's taken off since, hasn't it? And um, and and you know, I, I dare say clubs will have noticed that. And look, we we clearly know in Albin's situation, um, he's a player that that would carry a value, and it's you know obviously it'd be regard you know whether clubs are willing to to meet that, but. You know we know Albin's situation is having to take offers and bids seriously, but clearly Dean Garner's turned himself into a key player again now. So that'll be an interesting one to keep tabs on in the new year. But yeah, regardless, Grady will be in uh, in Africa, so it's
0: gonna be uh, gonna be some headaches. Jack Burford's got in touch with uh, another food related question. And uh, since then. In- since it's international break, I thought of a random question. What is your best meal deal you've had on the way to the game, or just in general? Now I'm not going to answer this, Coxie, oh. but I'm going to get you to tell the Albion fans about the meal deal that I got you on the way down to Southampton the other day. Now it's not your it's not your archetypal meal deal. <laughs>
1: for but one. you
0: you got more than you bargained for, didn't you, lad?
1: You sorted me right out, didn't you, Johnny? Yeah, yeah. Um, we stopped at uh, was that Cheevly, Johnny? Cheevly,
0: Cheevly. Uh... Good services, Cheevly. Very
1: good, I very it impressed.
0: Is, it is a sitcom fame. So this uh, is how much I look after Coxie, right? So I, I was made a beeline for Greg's because I'm a big Greg's fan, um, as I've probably mentioned on the podcast before. Got myself a coffee. Big Q, weren't uh, no, I? Thought, I thought I gave myself a little sausage roll. Coxie, do you want anything? Oh, yeah, just grab me a sausage roll. So we're going to get three. The lady goes, it's four for three pounds. I'm like, right, we'll get that. So Coxie got, you know, two... Two sausage rolls for Ooh, well, not I? the pro, well, yeah. not, for the price of one, but uh, but yeah, kept you fed, didn't I? So I kept you. There's probably where, se- more the seasoning St. on that. <laughs> that was probably better tasting for you than your you pulled pork, like. <laughs> yeah, whereas the St. culinary
1: Staff failed? Right? Johnny delivered as, always, as did the Gregs. Greg's stuff, so
0: always, yeah. yeah but best meal deal, I, mean. I can't. I I, don't, I don't, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure, but we'll have uh, yeah, yeah. A, a, a solid Gregs, where whatever it is, um, Jack Burford is uh, is probably up there. We've got another um, quite well, we've got two two or three questions left. Nate Aldridge got in touch with a question, which we've talked a little bit about about contracts and takeover and and, and stuff. Um, but he said there was a question last week regarding players' value shooting up because of good form, etc. Of those in good form, only Dean Garner is under contract past this season, I believe. So their value be less than market value. This is something the club needs to address, surely? Question mark. That, that sort of feeds into a little bit of what you said, Coxie. I suppose yeah. it all relates to the takeover. Uh, if a takeover goes through, I'm sure that's something that they'll look at. As it stands, it's probably not on the list of priorities of the current organisation or, or the current regime, would you say? in terms of no, Maybe not in terms of the people at the club, but maybe in terms of the owner. I'm not sure. That's the way say, I would look yeah. at it anyway.
1: Um, I think in terms of Corbran, it's certainly on his list of agendas and things to... To be aware Oh, he of would absolutely. He would want to, yeah. Score. Uh, look, a lot of his eleven at the moment are out of contract, which, um, but clearly, you know, he'll he'll be aware that the, the 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 landscape and picture of Albion could well change in the next few months. So, yeah. Um, but it's a tricky one. You know, he's got to be aware of it. Players clearly will be aware they're playing in the final year of their deals. Some are older than others. Some will be more confident of getting a deal at Albion than others. But players we previously. Perhaps thought, well, it's a given now. They'll, they'll be let go. Really, they're now playing well enough to to warrant something realistically, aren't yeah. they? And and uh, and should Albion find themselves on more stable financial footing, which is the hope um, and the expectation, then I think we could see a few new contracts handed out. I mean, if it, I mean me, if I was Corbin and, and money wasn't an issue which is totally hypothetical because obviously money's an issue at the moment. Um I would certainly be looking to advance contract talks with at least a couple. Um yeah. and I'd have Cedric Kipper right at the top of that list personally. Um I think Moat's well on his way in terms of deserving one. There's a lot in there. Isn't um there, I think And it. I mean Matt you know Matt Matt Phillips. We could have a long debate about him, couldn't we? And look, his age is, you know, he's not getting any younger. Is he 33? But I don't know what. He, for me, is in top three players of the season. Um,
0: That's the conundrum out of all of them. I'd say that's probably, you know, the conundrum. And out of four, Matt Phillips at 33, do you give him a new deal? Look, I think think, think, if
1: you were to sign something, you'd have to sort of... um, You'd have to structure it very smartly, wouldn't yeah. you? Whether it's uh, whether it's just the year, yeah, or, you know, whether, rolling whether deals, he'd be willing to commit to a year. Look, the, the terms I'm sure would have to be reduced. Um, but you know, he's uh, never mind on the pitch as well as you know, off it, he's, he's excellent, isn't he, in terms of a professional? So it's uh, it's fascinating on that. And look, Corbin will be aware of it, and it's something we have on our agenda to, to ask him, certainly in the you know, in the next. Next few chances, we have an opportunity to speak to him. But look, we, we know our managers play these this kind of thing in press conferences, don't we? They sort of play with a straight it bat and knock yeah, him down indeed. and stuff. But it, I wouldn't, I just wonder whether, uh, I don't know, I, whether it's just a little bit early for him to be speaking one-to-one with players about this. Perhaps, could be wrong. Um, maybe he has with one or two. Perhaps it might be a situation where one or two players have wanted to go to him about it. Um, I don't know, but we're 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 reaching that territory certainly.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good question. Right, I'm going to go through these quickly, Coxie. I'm going to get some quick answers off you because we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the pod. We're gonna be back early next week. We've got a very good one for you, in line and planned. Um I've got from at AJ a baggy. Um, what position do you think is our weakest, and what would and would want us to improve in the January transfer window? In my opinion, we need left backs some competition for card Townsend. Peters has little pace, it's more useful as a left centre back. Right, one word answer, Coxie. Alvin sign one player in January. You're the manager. Who, what position would it be? Go. One-word answer. And I know this is going to be difficult for you. Very difficult. <laughs> There's
1: two words. Um, Christ.
0: Sorry for the dead-air Baggies fans.
1: You go first.
0: Uh, okay. I'm going okay, right. to I'm I'm agree with AJ, Baggie, left-back. Easy, tapping. Yeah. Um... You can't say that, though. You've got to say a different one. Winger. Winger. There we go. Winger. Another winger. Um, there we go. I hope that answers your question anyway. AJ Baggy. Final question comes from because,
1: Sunil- And that's because one of the wingers, Matt Phillips, is at left back for me. So.
0: I told you, Coxie, it was one word. One word.
1: I know you're itching. (laughs) I know you're itching to say
0: more. Final question come from Sunil Patel. Um, It's maybe gone a little bit under the radar that we switched to a back four in the last couple of games. Can you see this as the way forward, or will it still be a horses for courses? I personally prefer the back four. What do you guys think? Coxie, we've talked and written a lot about this, you know, because it's interesting. You know, went up to Preston and we thought he went to a back four when they battered Preston, and Corbrad said no, it was still a three. Um, Just in a nutshell, on top of what we've already written about, I think it's going to be, it's still going to be horses for courses. You're, you wrote a piece the other day saying, you know, similar, no one's safe. You know, Corbrand's always going to change things, and I think personnel-wise and formation-wise, that's going to be the case. I Albin mean, haven't got a set formation. It's going to be whatever the best yep. formation is to beat the opposition on the day.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's made a big point of training specifically in both every week, you know, and said your players deserve a lot of credit because doing that takes a lot more you know, capacity, mental, physical, then they're just training in one system. He, he works them in both. And they probably don't find out or know what formation in the 11 it'll be for match day until, say, Friday, you know. So um, I think we see in the performances and we have seen from the outcome and the results that they are drilled in both. Um, and I'd imagine that's quite unique, that, you know, managers tend to stick, don't they? I know a lot can can flip between, but I wouldn't imagine that many managers would drill you know, each week, each day between systems. And he speaks so often about being able to flip between a back five and a back four. Um and it's interesting, like Sunil says that he's he's seen Holland Southampton as as games to to go with the four. I mean, if you know if you're thinking about how attacking Southampton are, you know, laymans like us might think, well go with a five, but you know, it, it almost and should have worked, shouldn't it? So uh yeah, it's it's definitely a, a horses for courses. That's the best way of saying it. And I think it's in Albion's um Favor that they're very capable of being able to do
0: it, yeah. Good stuff, Baggies fans. Thank you very much for your question, and thanks again for listening to the Baggies broadcast. Coxie, we've got a little bit of a you got anything planned for your weekend? You've got nothing to do this weekend? Oh, Are you heading along Sunday to a non league game? All. You're taking the other half out shopping? That's what you should be doing, really. Isn't Sunday it? shift,
1: unfortunately. So, oh, Sunday's
0: uh, Sunday. to be fair, yeah. I'm uh, working Saturday th- and Sunday, so th-
1: th- yeah, th- 30th. Party on the on the evening on Saturday night, so that'll be nice. I'll Little knees it. up, yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, I'll watch Bill's the um, yeah, watch the low league results rolling. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's Keep
0: the it last of weekend
1: games. off, last weekend off for a long old while in it. So
0: yeah, no international break till March. Anyway, Coxie, as always, thanks for your time. Next week, we're going to be joined by a very well a special guest for a normal episode. He's going to come on and chat to us about all things Championship and all things Albion. So keep um, keep your ear out for that one. Banks fans, enjoy your weekend, whatever you're doing, whether, like we say, shopping with the other half or a day in front of the telly or even watching a non-league game. We'll be back um, next week where we'll look ahead to Ipswich and the return of, as we always say, proper football. Thanks for listening, as always. From me and Coxie, until next time,
1: boing, boing. Boing, boing.